The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We are always entertaining, generally unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. Now, today we were supposed to have Rafael Nadell Jr. on the show with us. And we're supposed to be Skyping with his esteemed father, Rafael Nadell Sr. It's funny. They have the same name. That's so weird. <coughs> they have the same name. Yeah, what's that about? And, you know, it's, the, the weather's kind of nasty outside. Well, hang on a second. The weather really isn't that bad outside. No, this is not nothing yeah. for New England. It's yeah. it's nasty. Let's talk about the wussification of the cigar it's just industry. It's a bunch of slush out there right now. It's supposed to get bad later, but Raphael Jr. Yet. obviously did something to piss his dad off. He sent him up into this hellhole we call New England and home, and uh, he's a little nervous by the flakes. And I don't blame him. He's he's not an indigenous creature to this area. Nope. Nope. One of his first snows, but he freaked out. He looked I don't at the know, weather they, report for 4 and 5 o'clock and said, the heck with this, I'm not going. I'm going to stay here and, and uh, gather my tuna fish, make sure I can stay inside and have food. Yeah, as long as he has bread and milk, he'll be okay. That's right. Which, Those incidentally, for the here. real pros, bread and milk, the last two things on the list. <laughs> no, get beer. You need beer. Get beer. <laughs> you need scotch. You need cigars. Some beers. Get all banged Beer up. and ice cream. <laughs> Beer and ice cream. Let's face it. Most of us could live. You get the weed. It's kind of like bread. Bread is the beer and the milk is the ice cream. We could live for two or three months on just what we have in dry goods in our cupboards. There's no need to even go grocery shopping unless you're out of beer and scotch (laughs) and cigars. Those are going to be the first things to go when you're snowed in. Exactly. That's right. So, anyway, it is just us because uh, now, of course, uh, Senior is flying down to Nicaragua. For some uh, reason, he had to make an unexpected trip down there, and he is en route, so he couldn't Skype with us. So we got stuck with it just being the two of us. So You're stuck with us again. Be, they have uh, promised me that they will be on the show at some future date, and uh, uh, the hope is to actually have both of them here live instead of just Skyping with one and the other live. Yeah, I guess we'll take it. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see what happens. But we are still smoking the cigar, the Solera Fantastico Sun Grown. Fantastico. And it is a Dominican Puro, the wrapper binder filler. It's all Dominican. It is a 5.6 by 54. And it is a uh, um, very bright cigar. It's got uh, Mm. some cedary uh, notes to it, some nice spice, a little sweetness uh, on the finish there, and uh, some white pepper in the retro yeah there's Draws a lot of spice decent. and there's a, you know one flavor we're, I'm about a half inch in mm-hmm. uh, and I kept coming back to this like a toasted honey uh, wheat bagel but you know only part of it and it came down just to like the oats so it's like oatmeal you know mm. that kind of flavor is, is kind of predominant with the spice of course uh, but it's it's more distinct the oats the oat yeah it's a very weedy kind of bready 
kind of mm-hmm. uh, finish with a cigar. You guys may think I'm crazy on this, but I'm getting a little dry, cocoa-dusted graham cracker. So I'm with you a little bit, Aaron, on the honey. But in addition to that, some of that sweetness to me is coming by way of some dry cocoa. Not getting the as cocoa. A, as opposed but. to wet cocoa? Um, as opposed to, say, a milk chocolate, which would be a more moist version of cocoa. Okay. Have you ever put your finger in just cocoa powder? Yep. yep. That would be a dry cocoa. All right. So you're tasting that. It, it's definitely, I can, I can uh, kind of pick up the graham pr- cracker. Yep. Graham cracker's there. The I can cocoa, see that. I'm, I'm having a little more trouble yeah, up. not quite getting that sweetness just yet, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. The draw is great, though. Um, yep. The burn is nice. Very nice wrapper. You know. Yeah. Very consistent. And they all had these big secondary bands, big, bold yellow bands. I had an issue with my secondary band. It ripped a chunk of my wrapper off, so I'm having Ooh. a little Ooh. bit of a burn issue when it comes to the draw is almost too much because I have more than one hole in my cigar. <laughs> Your cigar is holy. The good news is that the damage portion is kind of low at the end of the cigar, so I should be able to burn it through should, it. Should yeah, Incidentally, I, the, uh, I did. The, I went to the walk-in clinic today because I thought maybe I either had the flu or some sort of infection. Hmm. And, of course, at the walk-in clinic, the number one question that they ask you because it's the most important question to your health. Yeah. Do you smoke? <laughs> now, keep in mind, I'm in full Two Guys Smoke Shop <laughs> regalia. I have... A vest that says Two Guys Smoke Shop. I have an outer jacket that's hanging up that says Two Guys Smoke Shop. And when I took the vest off so she could do my um, blood pressure, mm-hmm. my sweatshirt says Two Guys Smoke Shop. So I said, yeah, smoke I smoke what? cigars. <laughs> and she said, you may want to think about not smoking. Now, I wasn't going to smoke because I really didn't feel like smoking. Mm-hmm. But because she told me not to, now I'm lighting up with you nice. guys. Yes. <laughs> nice. No, no doctor is going to tell me what to do when it comes to smoking <laughs> oh my goodness i think they know so much i mean they're well, it's just huge it's student loans come on <laughs> my dentist tried that nonsense too and yeah. I, I went through the whole thing where al- uh, tobacco is in a cigar is alkalinic right and your mouth is alkalinic and i said well before i even let them know that i knew cigar tobacco was alkalinic i said what kind of environment is your mouth and they said alkalinic and i said so if you put something alkalinic in your mouth can that possibly be caustic and they said no it would actually it would be airing on the side of being good for your mouth Hmm. i said good because the smoke coming out of a cigar is alkalinic therefore it cannot be caustic therefore it cannot be bad for me with respect to you being my dentist and telling me what to do and what not to yep. do. My dentist said, you're going to work on the cigar smoking, right? I said, yeah, I'm going to smoke some more. Exactly. <laughs> Just Great improve answer. it. Great answer. Oh, my goodness. The same dentist didn't know about oil pulling, which I had to educate him about. What which is, is oil pulling? You swish something like coconut oil or olive oil around in your mouth for 10 to 20 minutes, and it pulls all the stains that regular toothpaste can't dissolve uh, because they dissolve better in oil. So you can dissolve all those stains off your teeth, and it's kind of like flossing. You still should run yeah, a, you should a floss, floss through, still. but it, it's not a replacement for flossing, but mm-hmm. it gets, it more importantly hits where your gum hits the teeth, right. and it helps to keep that area fresh and refreshed and healthy. So you like gargle with like uh, olive oil or something every day? I use coconut oil. Coconut I swish oil it around oils, on my ride yeah. home. I have a 20-minute ride home, so I typically... I, I just do it with scotch, personally, but it's not quite an oil, but... So you've been... It kills everything. You've been yeah, scotch be pulling it, it before makes, the show, It makes the morning you? go by a little smoother. So. <laughs> Shame. 
<laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, <clears throat> this week's Pastor Padrones, Thou Shalt Not. Drink th- before noon. No. <laughs> yes. No, Thou Shalt Not. Uh, this week is going to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, political. Okay. Well, uh, let's it, get into it. It's going to be more than just, you know, cigar etiquette. This kind of gets into a bigger picture of things. All right. And it is going to be this. Pastor Padron's Thou Shalt Not this week is you shall not think that you are helping any budget or business or person by putting or raising taxes on premium cigars. So you're basically speaking directly to every person who will never listen to this podcast. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. We're going to hear that a lot today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am at the helm. <laughs> Yes, for those of you who have not yet figured it out, uh, our producer Stu Fink finked out on us today because of the snow, the three or fourth. Uh, Which he has no excuse snow. because he has lived in the Boston area for his entire life. Mm-hmm. Correct. He did professional radio production for over 30 years and never missed a broadcast. Is this like the third one he's missed? We're uh, way more professional than they. I think he, it's at least the second one he's missed of the Ashels. Yeah. Because of the snow, yeah. And so we have the esteemed Mr. Jonathan with us producing the show. Of Cigar Authority fame. Of Cigar Authority fame. Nobody's heard of that. Come on. <laughs> the other podcast. The other podcast. <laughs> so what's your point, Dan, about uh, thinking that uh, somebody putting tax on premium cigars is going to help the, my point the is My point is is that governments, and you know whether they be state or whether they be town, local, city, uh, national, federal, whatever, you know, they... Look at cigars, and they think, you know, we, we need some money for our budget. Where can we go and get it without ticking most people off? And one of the places they seem to always go is cigars, tobacco-related mm-hmm. things, because of the whole, you know, cigar smoking is bad for your health thing. And so you've, you've got... You've got well, they go to all tobacco, but they lump, they try to lump, they cigars, try lump in cigars with in the there. other tobacco right. products. I wonder how that's working out for the state of Massachusetts, who uh, over 20 years ago tried to raise $3 million by putting a 12% tax on cigars specifically. They are now at a 40% tax with a 6.25 sales tax compounded on top of it, which is double taxation. It's actually illegal. Right. They still haven't got their $3 million every single year. They, they keep raising the tax. And they still keep not getting the money because mm-hmm. everyone in Massachusetts that smokes cigars comes over the border to New Hampshire. Yep. There were 30. You go to New Hampshire, you go to Rhode Island. There's nowhere that you can, you're not too Rhode Island's got a 50 cent cap. Yep. Yep. There's, there were 30 cigar shops in the greater Boston area in uh, 1994, and now there is one. It's LJ Peretti's. He's yep. for sale if anyone wants them, but there's only one left. They all went out of business. And this is why Massachusetts will never be able to collect the tax. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what you multiply zero by, you end up with zero. If you're selling zero cigars, you ain't collecting tax on it. And that is my point, that when you do that and you you are taxing an item or thing that people can get somewhere else. Yeah. You know, if you raise a tax on a... On a toll, if you raise the toll on a toll booth that people have to drive through, people are going to start using those side roads. Well, they might, but you know, you have to, you have to use the road. You have to use your car to get Mm -hmm. to get places. If you're going to raise the price of public transportation, the people do that. They're gonna they're gonna keep doing that. But if you do it with something like a cigar, where 
it doesn't have to be gotten in your yeah, state. It's a, and it's a luxury item. And it's a luxury item. People will go somewhere else to get it. People are, people are money conscious. And to think that you are going to make your budget by taxing these things is just ridiculous. And case in point, uh, and this is going to lead right into our um, uh, top five this week, uh, New York State is proposing in this year's uh, annual budget to raise the cigar tax, which is currently uh, 28.5% based on the wholesale price of the premium cigar, mm -hmm. to the retail, taxing the retail price of the cigar at 75%. Oh, gosh. And uh, a uh, shop owner in New York a few days ago uh, wrote an opinion piece that was published in the New York Post. And uh, I wanted to read that here, and that'll lead right into our top five. He says, in an attempt to close New York State's $4.4 billion budget deficit, <laughs> Governor Andrew Cuomo proposed a package of $1 billion in tax hikes and, free and fee increases as part of his 2018-2019 executive budget. So <laughs> they're looking to increase... They're looking to fill in a, a, a $4 billion dollar tax deficit. And so the part of the answer is to, to try and collect $1 billion more. <laughs> right there, you're probably going to collect right less there, revenue you know than they bad. have been. <clears throat> and among the list of revenue raisers is a proposal to change the formula for the way state excise tax on cigars are calculated. The new rules would make the cigar tax is based on invoice costs instead of manufacturing costs beginning September 1st. And if passed, this would raise state cigar taxes from the industry standard of 28.5 to 75%. What would this mean for the consumer? Uh, cigar currently on the shelf for $8 would increase to nearly 11 because of the tax hike. That doesn't include the sales tax. No. That's just the tax on the cigar. <clears throat> and um, it, it goes on here. And, and uh, a little further down, he writes, should Cuomo's uh, proposal become law, it would likely bring about the closure of some small businesses and cost jobs. That's why the New York Association of Convenience Stores is opposing the tax hike. According to its president, Jim Calvin, the hike would backfire by driving customers of licensed tax-collecting convenience stores to tax-free cigar outlets in search of cheaper prices costing us business. Mm -hmm. State tax hikes on tobacco products in past have shown one thing. Raising taxes actually decreases state revenue. State collections from tobacco sales dropped from $1.5 billion to $1.2 billion over the last five years as tobacco taxes have jumped and smokers, especially cigarette smokers, have increasingly purchased from out-of-state shops. Despite this fact, Cuomo's budget estimates estimates that the uh, latest cigar tax hike would generate $23 million in revenue annually, showing that the proposal is nothing more than part of a desperate attempt at plugging the state's deficit that has grown on his watch. It's ridiculous. I mean... There's plenty of data. There's so many states that have, have already raised taxes, and you can see the data of the decrease mm -hmm. in revenue they're getting from it, yeah. from raising taxes on these things. So it's it's just it's asinine. It's yeah, it's it's the classic that classic uh, line from Albert Einstein is just so applicable here. The height of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. This is never 
ever worked. Mm -hmm. It has never actually raised money. It's lost money. Yeah. I mean, it's like if businesses go, if cigar shops go out of business, they're going somewhere else. People are buying somewhere else. So you're not getting that. Even the what you are making, you're making less. All right. Now, this leads right into our top five. Today's top five brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavored blue label. Siri 5 5 has it all. Five and five equals a perfect 10, and that's what you get every time with Five Five Cigars. Here is today's top five list. All right. We are going to look right now at the top five states that have the highest cigar tax. Now, um, there is, you know, I didn't include states that have a really high tobacco rate that have a cap on the cigar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a a state might have a 75% tobacco tax, but then they cap premium cigars at 40 cents or 50 cents a piece. And that really lowers, keeps the price, keeps the price down. So um, there are three places that have no tax on premium cigars, and that's New Hampshire, where we are, uh, the state of Florida. That's where all the manufacturers uh, exist. Yes. (laughs) And Washington, D.C. Well, also, um, um, not Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yep. That's where all the big mail order. (laughs) Right. So uh, outside of those places... You know, every other state has some kind of tobacco tax. Now, the, why know, are they didn't rolling in the money then? Right? Yeah. I don't think that's <laughs> correct. That Washington D.C. has no um, tax on tobacco. Uh, according to the Half Wheel site where I got these things, hmm. it, it is. Unless the unless the unless tax laws change, I believe it's just New Hampshire, Florida, and Pennsylvania for states. Well, D.C. is not really a state, so. right? Um. So we're going to look at the top five states with the highest tax on cigars. And to kind of give you an idea of what that looks like, we're going to look at, a, at a, a, if a cigar cost nine fifty here in New Hampshire, what would it be in these other states? Okay. All right. And the fifth spot is a tie between Massachusetts and Idaho, which both have a 40% tax rate on cigars. So in Massachusetts, where I live, and Idaho, your n- cigar that you can get at Two Guys Smoke Shop for nine fifty, in Massachusetts and Idaho is $13.30. And how many cigars have you bought in Massachusetts in the last 10 years? <laughs> I bought zero. I mean, I live right on the border, but still, I've bought zero in Mass because it's more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four is also a tie between Hawaii and uh, Montana, which have a 50% tax rate on cigars. No cap. Yeah. So no cap. So in those states, that 950 cigar that you could get here is $14.25. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Number three is California. I thought California was going to be number one. I know. You always hear about it because there's a lot of cigar smokers right. out there. California has a 65.08% tax rate. Why they had to have 0.08, I, I, I don't know. What's, Who knows? What's that yeah, 100% that's, Who came up with that number? That's ridiculous. But that means that uh, the 950 cigar there is going to be $15.68. I wonder if the 
California has a, a steady increase. Like every few years, it goes up. So maybe that's the eight maybe. point eight point oh eight percent. Maybe who knows? And then, and remember, these this does not include sales tax, um, and it doesn't include any kind of local taxes that that might be put on by uh, cities or towns mm. or things like that. Uh, number two is Alaska. That's that's rough. Alaska. Because they really don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. they got to order yeah. online. Yeah. Canada's not any better. That's Alaska has a tax there. rate on cigars at 75%. So if New York were to uh, pass this law, they would be tied with Alaska as the number two state in the union with the highest rate on cigars. Well, they are saving money over buying in Canada because it's 110% in the uh, province that's adjacent to Alaska, I yeah, believe. So it's, so like it's order true. online so or so <laughs> There's perceived save value. Good luck, Rudy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that would mean that 950 cigar in Alaska would be $16.63. Just crazy. Nuts. And one, the number one state in the union with the highest tax rate. I never would have guessed this. Utah. Do any, does anybody actually live in Utah? I mean, Utah. It, it's, yeah, it's well, maybe that's why handle. nobody lives in Utah. The, Those Mormons. Mormons. I don't think the Mormons, Mormons smoke, too. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, they don't drink. Uh, Utah has an 86% tax rate on cigars. So that 950 cigar, in, which is about the cost of a Padron Principe here, in uh, New Hampshire, yeah. would be $17.67. It's crazy. I mean, and the thing is, it's like these uh, 950 isn't the most expensive cigar. It's not, no. you know, it's, it's kind of middle of the road almost. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's going to go way up from there. You know, it's not like this one price and they're just taxing that. The, uh, you know, the 50 cent cap states, uh, I mean, I'm okay with it. It's not that it's, it's not helping the state any. No, but at least a fifty cent. Well, cap it's helping is them a lot more than putting an eighty-six percent. Exactly, tax on yeah, it. and right. I, I think it was uh, Rhode Island or Connecticut that did the fifty cent cap. Rhode Island, and they, yeah, Rhode Island, and they saw a dramatic increase right. in sales and revenue from it. So that at least is fair. If you're gonna tax it, do a fifty cent cap. That way, it's it's fair for everybody. I mean, you're paying fifty cent more, but it's not gonna break the bank. Right. Well, fifty cents on a cigar. People are going to say, well, you know, is it worth Not the trouble for me to go out of state or drive out of state or to order online and wait for several days or, you know, yeah. whatever. But you you increase the, the price by several dollars or mm -hmm. $5 or $10, which you would with this tax, you know, if it goes through in New York. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything changes. Yeah. Everything changes. And nobody wins. Absolutely. Nobody so wins. The state doesn't get the money they need. The towns aren't going to get not only that are they not going to collect the revenue from the cigars mm -hmm. but if the businesses, businesses go out, out they're not going to get the sales tax either they're yep. not going to get the um um uh, oh come on revenue well the, they're not going to get the revenue but they're you know, not going to get the they're not going to get if the business isn't there they're not going to be paying gonna, the yeah. tax for the building either that's What's true the properties the excise the tax, tax. Yeah. property tax property yeah. tax excise tax they're going to lose so much tax. yeah yep. a lot you lose so much by doing this it's outrageous and to to think that you actually have to explain this stuff boggles my mind well the reason i mean the reason it gets targeted is because we're a minority the mm -hmm. people that smoke cigars are a, a a huge minority compared to the people that don't smoke and that are offended by cigars. You're a minority, Ginger. <laughs> ginger. <laughs> Not even a ginger. ginger. A beard, Grandin, but... Uh, hmm. 
so, so there is we're a minority. So I've seen baby pictures of you. Yeah, I did You're, not. Ha- I never had red hair. Come on. It was gingery. You never saw baby pictures of me. You probably saw me as a kid. But I think I taste <laughs> no, ginger. I never had red hair. Regardless, this is why you need to join the CRA, the Cigar Rights of America. Yes. I mean, this it's they're going after the little guy, and the CRA CRA brings you together. You're all one voice. Mm-hmm. You know, they they let you know when these things are trying to be snuck in. Uh, you know, you petition your senators, whatever. They do a lot of the footwork. So, I mean, there's no reason not to join the CRA. Right, right. CRA.org. There mm-hmm. you go. Do it now. All right. Uh, getting back to the cigar here. What Are you picking up anything else? Very dry mouthfeel. Yes, yeah, very it's, dry. It's, yeah, it's very drying. Um, but I was getting, like, a little bit of sweetness. It's kind of like a deep raisiny sweetness. Uh, You're going to do everything you can top. to get away from the cocoa, huh? Yeah, just not getting the cocoa. It's just not there. I'm getting more like a gingerbread kind of sweetness. Gingerbread? Mm. I mean, there's, there's definitely the spices there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is sun-grown. You're going to get a lot of spice. But, you know, it was just ginger passing snap. ginger yeah, snap. G- okay. Ginger snap. Yeah, that's <laughs> what this is. See how many times we can say ginger in one set. <laughs> <laughs> ginger, 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 ginger. All right. Um, I mean, the burn's great and everything. Uh, it, you know, it stay, it's staying spicy. That retro is still just as, you know, it's got that white pepper and, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of spice in there. Uh, and the finish is really kind of long. And that spice lingers on the top. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, what else have you smoked this week, Aaron? Uh, you know, I didn't smoke a whole lot this week because I'm just having some sinus issues. and Sinus just, issues? Yeah, just, just some weird sinus pressure, just trying to stay away. But I did have, earlier in the week, um, the Recluse Amadeus Connecticut, mm. uh, which is, you know, really enjoy. I, I love the, the Amadeus Habano. Right. Um, but, you know, I go to the Connecticut every once in a while. It's got some nice pine and hay flavors, a little bit of, like, sweet uh, golden raisin. I go to raisin a lot. I don't know. But well, I go to leather. <laughs> yeah, you go to raisin. I go to raisins. Yeah, but, go. yeah, golden raisins, uh, just, you know, an enjoyable smoke. Mm. Pretty consistent throughout. Um, I went back. I had to go back and try the uh, LFD Maduro chisel again. Oh, yeah? With, and I did those three punches that mm-hmm. we did last week. And it just it's just amazing how that really affects the performance and the experience of the cigar. It, um, you know, I really enjoyed going back and doing that again. The same kind of things where it was more uh, kind of a more nuanced experience mm-hmm. of the of the flavors and notes at first. And then as you make that second cut, they increase. And then the straight cut, man, is like full board. You know. Yeah. But it was a, I just had to go back and try it again. It's a great it cigar. Really I mean. It was really good to do that. I never would have thought, you know, I've never bought a cigar specifically because I wanted to cut it several yeah, different yeah. ways. But I, I had to go back and try it. It was just way too cool. Yeah. And when you can get them, you got to get them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. All right. We've got uh, Jonathan Carney on the show on the Cigar Authority this Saturday, in fact. Really? He'll be this coming Saturday. in. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. We alive. need to get him back on the Asheville. We had him on once. Oh, yeah, like a year ago or something. Yeah, yeah, before, before, the, the 21, uh, before the 21 Podcast Cafe opened. Yeah, and it was still like a fold-out table on the yeah. side. Right? <laughs> Studio 21. Studio There's a giant 21. sign right there in case you get lost in Oh, yeah, look yeah. at that. It's written everywhere. Mm. <laughs> uh, this week, I, uh, I haven't been smoking as much for the same reasons as Aaron. Mine may not be sinus, but mm-hmm. uh, I've been a little under the weather. But earlier in the week, 
I was, I've been partial lately to the Lagiana Corona mm. in the natural. Mm. It, uh, That's a fantastic yeah. it's got a, It's got a, it's Honduran, so it typically starts off with just a little bit of that classic Honduran bite. It's got mm. a little spicy yep. up front. And then as it smooths out, it gets a little sweeter, definitely gets creamier. Uh, and it, it has in the past been one of my go-tos. And uh, so I, I actually bought a couple of boxes, so I've been uh, pounding those down. Nice. I think we did that, uh, the blind cigar, right? About a year ago, before I was on the show, right. I was out there, and we did it. Uh, Oliver brought cigars blind. Yes. And that's that's when I was able to pick it out. I actually wrote it on my phone and <laughs> checked it with him. I was like, this is it, right? And he's like, yeah, okay. It's, like, it's a very distinct cigar. Yeah, yeah. Great smoke. Very, very well nice. balanced. Yeah. Very balanced, very smooth, nice nutty flavors. I love that cigar. When mm-hmm. I want when I want a nice mild cigar, uh, you know, oftentimes you know that's what I'll do in the morning. That's a great that's a great go to yeah. for me. Good coffee cigar. It's yeah. a great coffee cigar. Yeah, yeah. Even the Maduro is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to go to our break, and coming up afterwards, we're going to announce the Ash Roll of the Week. We're going to give our continuing thoughts on uh, the Solera Fantastico Sun Grown. We'll do a Miles with Styles, so hang in there. We'll be right back. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serena. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional, a flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar journey cigar smokers how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds can you guess what this is you think you got it okay do you know what this is now for the cigar what do you think of this cigar 
I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ash Holes. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. And we, I believe we're on Spotify now, We are correct? on Spotify now, yeah. too, yes. Spotify's own podcast. We're yeah. everywhere. Anywhere that there's podcasting stuff, you'll find us. And uh, today we're smoking the Solera Fantastico Sun Grown. Uh, has there been any change for you since uh, the commercial No, no, stuff? not a drastic change, no. No, I'm getting like some gingerbread kind of spices, uh, cedar, that um, kind of a white pepper spice in the retro. It's kind of like we've noted, it's a, a real dry yep. mouth very drying dry mouth kind feel. of. Lots of smoke, though, and it's it smokes very warm. This yeah. is a very warm cigar. Very even burn. This would be a cigar that you could smoke along with. A cocktail, and I'm not typically a fan of pairing cigars with liquor because typically the liquor overshadows the cigar itself. Mm-hmm. But in this case, because the cigar has such a drying component, mm-hmm. you could get away with, say, uh, a rum, you know, a nice sipping rum like uh, Zacapa or Zaya, mm. because 
the sweetness coming off of that rum is going to go well with the dryness coming off the cigar. Unfortunately for me, the cigar itself isn't really standing up as a cigar that I would want by itself. Mm -hmm. Not that it's bad. It's certainly burning well, and the drawer is there. Everything about it's good, but I would like it to be a little bit more balanced. Uh, so I, I would I would have to pair it with something. Hmm. Right. So balance meaning you know to somehow get well, rid of that drying component. Yeah. In order, if you're going to have dry, you've got to have a little bit of wet component. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a company, uh, Davidoff, mm -hmm. that puts. Uh, San Vicente tobacco. So they have Dominican cigars, but they put a little San Vicente, which uh, activates your glands in your mouth and produces mm. saliva. So even though the Dominican tobacco is drying, you end up with a little bit of wetness in your mouth to compensate it. And some companies will use something like a Nicaraguan binder, for example. Sure. Again, it adds mm -hmm. a little sweetness, it adds a little spice, and counteracts the dryness. I think in this cigar, it's a little too much to have all that Dominican all at once. Not that it's a bad cigar, it's just this would be a good pairing cigar for me. Right, yeah. right. It, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very good cigar. With a, spi a spiced rum. I, I'm with you on the spiced rum, uh, on the rum. Uh, I think, just to give an idea of the flavors, if you did like an IPA, I don't know if you'd taste the cigar anymore. <laughs> right, <laughs> Because right. It's, they'd be right in line with that, that bitterness of an IPA. Mm -hmm. uh, and not that it's like a super bitter cigar, but it's that kind of flavor profile on that lighter side. Well, and, and like he said, to a sipping kind of rum, you mm -hmm. know, not something where you're, you know, really chugging it like a beer, but you know. <laughs> I don't know who, who chugs, chugs rum I mean, like Barry a beer. Barry Stein, maybe. But. No, but there's some, you know, there's, there's, there's rum. I'll give you that. You Barry Stein probably does chug rum <laughs> like it's beer. But just, just something to wet your palate just a little bit to, to give the, yep. add that sweetness to it. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm liking the cigar. I'm, you know, thinking that this would be a great cigar to have. Eric on the show with, who normally yep. brings some kind of libation with him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that would be good. Yeah, I don't think that would happen since it's a competing brand. No, but no. it wouldn't. But, but the flavor profile. The, pr you know. the flavor profile calls for yeah. that. Even like a, like a macchiato or a, something like a mocha coffee drink. That could something sweet. Yeah. yeah. You need the sweetness. Mm -hmm. Ash Hole of the Week. All right. Ash Hole of the Week. We have a very interesting story this hmm. week uh an unnamed gentleman <laughs> and it's gotta be uh, bad if you don't name them ferndale uh michigan had a skunk problem last week or actually almost two weeks ago now and they were starting to nest in the crawl space in his uh, of his uh, attic and he was trying to get rid of them and he, nothing seemed to work and so he decided he was going to smoke them out. It's reasonable. Yeah, that's a reasonable. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah it's, it's like I don't know if I would do it in your home, but yeah, I mean that's well, that's, there a, that's how you get rid of an animal. Different ways you could do that. You're not going to you're not going to piss them off. They're not going to spray at that point. Yeah, they're going to just, gonna just run away from the They're smoke. just going to run. That's a fair. You know, so right. far, I'm on board with this guy. All right. So, what he does is he put a smoke bomb up in his attic. He's starting to be a little dumber. Yeah, not, not great. That's pyrotechnics. The bomb, the Is sparks from the bomb triggered a fire that spread through the crawl space and onto the first floor of the home. So hold on. Was it in the attic or in the crawl space? Was it underneath? Because that's usually where you're going to find a skunk. You're not going to see yeah, the cr him crawling the cr up. The crawl space. Okay, so yeah. it was underneath the house. The crawl space, yeah. Okay. So he puts the smoke bomb down there. And... It spreads underneath, the fire spreads underneath, 
and through the walls, and he lets, he, 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 uh, it doesn't specifically say, but it says the fire was burning, the article says the fire was burning for roughly 15 minutes before the man called 911 for help. Now, so I've been in situations. Knew, apparently that something had gone awry. I've been in situations where I've done my best to wait mm -hmm. to see if, I needed to call 911. I, right. I remember I was burning the ends from my hardwood floor, and my stove was glowing red. Ooh. So I was nervous I was going to have a <laughs> chimney fire. I mean, things were roaring. The, the stovepipe itself was red. Wow. And so uh, in a, just a last-ditched effort, I opened up the front door, yeah. and I opened up the front of the stove to let all the heat out, yeah. and my house went up to 96 degrees <laughs> through the entire house. <laughs> But I did not have to call the fire yeah. department. I was able to keep the fire contained. And maybe he just didn't notice. I mean, he's like, man, that's just a really good smoke bomb. Look at all that smoke pouring out. You know? Well, you know. I mean, you see flames. You've got to be doing something. The, the, article doesn't, the article doesn't say, but you've got you to gotta be thinking when, when you're hearing crackling in the walls. <laughs> yes. Something is – so I can, I can see waiting a few minutes, five minutes. Yeah. But, but think, 15 yeah. minutes. If he saw the flames and he was still waiting, then he's got a problem, but – if you so, didn't notice, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to hang around and wait for this gun to come out. So. so, this gets out of control. The fire eventually spread up through the walls of the home and into the attic, and actually went through the the roof. The house was a total loss. Firemen came; they were able to put out the fire, but the house was a, a loss because. Well, the, the good news is it was a rental home, so yeah, they didn't really so have to worry about <laughs> it. So he's just well, going to court. The good news is nobody nobody got hurt. I wonder what the insurance company is going to say about that. You know, and and unfortunately for the guy. Uh, you know, he, he he's now out of a home, and where is he gonna where is he gonna find somebody else that's gonna it's, rent to him? No, rent to him. my French, but you're <laughs> And I doubt if he had renter's insurance, I doubt they're gonna cover it for him right lighting the fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, as they went through uh, the house, apparently, in theory, it worked. The skunks left. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, at least you accomplished your mission. They did not pay the ultimate price. <laughs> so he burned down. He got. He did get rid of the skunks. Unfortunately, he got rid of his house as well. Uh, this is why I always have the landlord Lord do it. The really? owner, make them do the work. Mm -hmm. Really mm -hmm. tough to use that guy as a reference for the next house that he rents. Yeah. Because <laughs> he burnt down the last one. Watch me a family yeah. member. Oh, that'd be even worse. <laughs> the uh, fire chief uh, of uh, Ferndale, Kevin Sullivan, suggested hiring professionals to deal with the problem. He said, quote, however, if one is an absolute diehard, do it yourself. Or please read and understand the directions and warning labels before applying an incendiary smoke bomb <laughs> in your house or garage. And it reminds me of, a, a, of another podcast that's on the uh, United Podcast Network, the Don't Do It Yourself podcast. Yeah, this was one podcast. of them that uh, plays on Thursdays at 11, that would be a... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, you, they, they plan have <laughs> to have an exterminator on in the near future. Yeah. Oh, good. Because and I'll ask him, is the appropriate way to get a, rid of a skunk to do it myself with a smoke bomb in the crawl space? It's like, yeah. I don't know why he didn't think, oh, this could cause a fire. It's like, well, you lit it on fire and threw it in there. Oh, no, no, it doesn't. It's just smoke. Well, though. you it's would kind of think bomb. that a crawl space would have higher humidity than the rest of the house. In so Florida too, yeah. Maybe no, you Michigan. could get away oh, Detroit. with Detroit. No, no, gosh, yeah. Detroit, Michigan, and it was this was recent too. Yeah. So it's got to be really dry there. Yeah. In the winter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Aaron, you make a good point. Actually, I'm I'm going to recant my last statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you, you know, it's funny. I think it's Florida because it sounds like a Florida thing to do. It does sound like <laughs> it's a Florida. Florida. It's always somebody in it's Florida. It's a little redneckish. Oh my, sorry, Florida. You know, he must have moved there um, from Florida. Yeah. 
so nothing you know, against for, our for Floridian using, listeners for using a smoke bomb in your crawl space to try and get rid of skunks. I nominate this unnamed person as the asshole of the week. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. No argument there. Definitely not. No. <laughs> I'm not even going to blame the skunk. <laughs> I mean, that's just. I mean, skunks. I and mean, Aaron, Aaron skunks is on record as really hating skunks, so he wants to blame the I'm skunk. I'm not a skunk fan, but. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, wow. He would, he would have been better off trapping it and just dealing with the skunk spray. <laughs> just so many things that could have gone better. I mean, he would have been better off just going to TSR and buying himself a good hockey stick and just going to town. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. More cathartic, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have some nice pelts to smell. Oh, my. To sell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ew. Um, so I'm getting into the final third of this cigar. Yeah, I'm getting pretty close. There and, you know, the flavor profile through this has, has been pretty consistent. It really, you know, it has not changed up all that much. It's not a very complex cigar at all. Um, it's been, I think it's a very enjoyable cigar. You know, the only thing I don't like about it is is how it makes my mouth dry. Yep. And that, but that's just typical of Dominican tobacco. Dominican, yeah, and they do have the uh, shade-grown mm-hmm. version, which I believe has an orange band. And I, I don't remember it having quite the same drying, drying effect. Hmm. Uh, not that it was – it wasn't much sweeter, but it was just a little bit more mild on yeah. the palate. This uh, – the aroma coming off of this reminds me of – the uh, you know the not the toaster ovens where you open up the lid in the front and you slide mm-hmm. the toast in the ones that are spring loaded and you push it down. Mm-hmm. You mean a toaster? Yeah, not a toaster oven, a toaster. Just a toaster. I Just wanted to make sure everybody understood. Yeah, because what I was talking because about. Because people Aaron. always are calling those toaster ovens. Yeah. The kind Shut of up, toaster. You're always talking. The kind All right, of toaster so oven you go like this with. You push the button down and you get a good dark toast on, and there's just a little bit of toast smoke coming out of it when it pops mm. and i'm getting that aroma that little this toast cigar. smoke i just I, I keep my nose right over the toaster because i love that smell no i can't believe i'm, <laughs> I'm saying not sure this but i actually agree with mr jonathan on that yeah actually yeah and i do agree because early on i was saying that toasted honey mm-hmm. wheat yep bagel that's that flavor. toasted honey wheat bagel <laughs> yeah toasted honey wheat gingerbread so i pretty bagel. much won the two of you over <laughs> To my way of thinking. On that particular point, yes, and you know. Actually, I've won you over because I'm, I said it first. That, 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 that's not how this works, Aaron. <laughs> I'm very grateful that we have not compared this cigar to some kind of candy, or you know, uh, anything like a that. A Snickers bar with can- all the chocolates stripped off, <laughs> or you know, chi- was it Chinese pea pods? Chinese pea pods. <laughs> Ridiculousness. <sighs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This cigar is very smoky. It is, yeah. This is a great smoky cigar. I like doing uh, smoke rings, and I'm doing that a lot with this. This is a, uh, and the burn has been fantastic. Yep, great construction. No problems with that whatsoever. Yep. Um, I think it's time that we do our Miles with Style segment okay. here. We do this uh, every week. M- Michelle is one of our regular listeners. She's been listening from the beginning, and she's a professional surfer and model. And each week she shares her experiences and suggestions from her travels around the world. And you can follow Michelle on Twitter and Instagram at Kuataka Surfing. Let's hear what she has to say this week. Aloha. Hey guys, first, thank you Stu for your Miles with Real Style update last week. You rock, dude. 
I've had a down week trying to rebound some weight loss I lost for my last trip. The nerves were in overdrive as I was trying to get used to what competition will be like. All the people in the water you need to watch out for brought back some tough memories of wiping out in New Zealand. But in the end, I got through it and I feel more prepared at least. I'm still nervous and anxious, of course, but as one cigar lover taught me in Cabo San Lucas, what others think of your performance is none of your business. Stay focused on what makes you happy. For me, it's a good cigar, a hot steak, and a cold beer. <laughs> Simple things bring the most pleasure, and sometimes wisdom is found in a good cigar and better conversation. Peace and love, my friends. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ash Holes <laughs> on the United Podcast Network. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, you know, Michelle. You know she's a professional surfer if she's worried about people in the water. Yeah. I mean, it's like most yeah. people are like, oh, sharks, whatever. And like, <laughs> yeah, she no could, thanks. She could she, she'd kill the sharks. She's worried about killing <laughs> the people, too. That's why, <laughs> yeah. she, that's why she wiped out last summer. Oh, gosh. But yeah, to, to right. kind of give you an idea, you know, her, you know, when she's, you know, in – She's, of course, very fit. you got to be for something mm-hmm. like this. And so her prime weight, you know, somewhere between 125, 128, somewhere around there. That's, and that's all muscle. Muscle, yeah. Right. And um, when she came back from that uh, trip uh, last week, she was down to 102. Oof. <clears throat> and so you can imagine that's no joke. how concerning that was and everything. She's going to have to start eating sticks of butter to gain that back. Serious. Good grief. Yeah. Pounds of bacon. And, and uh, you know, she, you, you know, one of the running jokes is, you know, she eats like a. It, like a what? I, I don't want to say. <laughs> it's, I, I, it, it, she eats a lot. You know, she goes to a buffet. People get, the people who own the buffet get frightened because she, they don't know where <laughs> she puts it. She just is, she literally has to eat. You go five, now. Five, You'll be here six, four hours. <laughs> five, six thousand calories. You know he's here. No more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't offensive. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if she got kicked out of places before. Um, That'd be a badge of honor. <laughs> Getting kicked out of a buffet, being being fit, and being kicked out of a buffet—that's like a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah. Get in yeah. my belly. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So. If she can get up to her, the weight that she needs to, you know, about 120 or whatever, then next week she'll be going off to Australia, and that'll be her first official pro event. Ooh, pretty exciting. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So, uh, final thoughts here on this um, Solera Sungrown? Uh, you know, I'm going to give it a half thumb. Half thumb? Yeah, I think it's my first half thumb. Might be. Maybe my second. Uh you know the flavors are decent, mm-hmm. uh, but it's that that dry mouth feel that uh, it's it's not a bad cigar, and I'm sure some people would really enjoy it. Uh, you know, worth trying, but uh, the the dry mouth feel just kind of keeps me away. Okay, half thumb, huh? Half thumb, yep. <clears throat> uh, I'd go I, myself. I'd go three quarters. It's definitely something that I would smoke again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the stuff from Aging Room tends to be on the strong side for me, mm. so I do appreciate the fact that this comes in at that straight medium, and I would just pair it with something. So, right. you know, you're always looking for a, a good solid pairing, and this would go well with a, a hot chocolate. Uh, if you wanted to go alcohol, you could go with rum. Uh, you could go with a coffee-infused drink like a macchiato, as Aaron pointed out. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's not – I think the dryness is – a factor, but knowing that going in and knowing that you could have this as a pairing cigar, I think is a good 
it's just another tool in your arsenal. Hmm. Right, right. I'm going to go with the three-quarters thumb as well. Um, I enjoy the cigar. The construction is great. Everything about that is fantastic. Um, you know, I would like to see, you know, I would like it if the cigar did not, you know, have that active drying. It, it is going great with my coffee here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and that's been very helpful. And I like the spice uh, that is in the finish. Um, but, you know, other than, you know, it's that, that, can, that dryingness that really kind of, you know, it's not, just, you just, can't, can't just pick it up anytime. It, right, right. Yeah. And it, 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 you know, it's a cigar that I've definitely have smoked in the past and will mm-hmm. smoke again in the future. It's not, you know, so, um, you know, but I'm going to give it that three quarters. Yeah. Now, now the shade grown, I would reach mm-hmm. for again, for sure. That would be okay. more my wheelhouse. Just, just the experience has been better. Well, maybe if the uh, uh, Nadells come on the show in the future, uh, we can do that one. All right. Since we've done this. Sounds good. All right. Now, uh, next week, we're doing something a little bit different. Next week, we're going to be smoking a cigar that is not readily available everywhere. Sorry. We're, we're going to be smoking the Hawaiian Vintage Walua by Kauai Cigars. That should be very interesting. And it is. Now, Kauai, as you can probably guess, is a Hawaiian company, and they grow uh, tobacco uh, there uh, in Hawaii. And this company, Kauai Cigars, you know, grows, they grow coffee, they grow macadamia nuts, they grow uh, tobacco, and, you know, they rotate, you know, on the fields. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay. And, you know, like we've talked about, the tobacco tax in Hawaii is outrageous. So, you know, while they had, uh, this company, when it was founded, they originally wanted to make cigars there, uh, it was just too expensive to do. Mm. So they take the tobacco, it's sent down to a, a small factory in Nicaragua, where it is uh, put together either with an Ecuadorian Connecticut or a, a Nicaraguan wrapper. And the Hawaiian tobacco is in the uh, filler of the cigar. Okay. And uh, it's just a very unique thing. And so we'll be talking about that company and smoking those cigars, which uh, Michelle uh, sent us. Okay. And we're very Great. grateful for that. Sent us a box of uh, those cigars. And so if you can get them, get them. Um, and... Uh, we'll be. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it should looking be interesting. Forward to that next week should be Not a very interesting anything. show. All right. Uh, you've been listening to the Ashholes Unfiltered Cigar Radio, broadcasting from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you can download this and any other episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify now. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.